Welcome to the Create with Katrina Julia show, my Fit Life Creation, where we talk all the themes on wellness, faith, marketing, business, and travel to create a life and business you love. I've been there, friend. I've walked from fear to faith, self-hate to love, corporate to calling, and bondage to freedom along with transformation in every area of my life. I'm right here with you, walking along on my own path to creating. So tune in so that you learn how to create a life and business you love, hands-on. Let's create it. Ruth meets Boaz. Now Naomi had a relative on her husband's side from the clan of Elimelech, a man of standing whose name was Boaz. So compared to chapter one, now you're getting even more of the history of what happened to Ruth and Naomi years before. And Ruth, the Moabites, said to Naomi, let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favor. So I love this segment because here Ruth is speaking things into existence and she's also, it feels like to me that she's finding her purpose and she's finding, she's finding a way to contribute to the family, like whatever is at her fingertips. Naomi said to her, go ahead, my daughter. So she went out and began to glean in the fields behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she found herself working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. So keep in mind, she so happened to find herself, like it's amazing how God can order things in our life without us lifting a finger. And keep in mind, in the beginning, we found out Naomi had the relative whose name was Boaz, but Ruth so happens out of all the fields in Bethlehem to roam into his. Just then Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they called back. Boaz asked the foreman of his harvesters, whose young woman is that? The foreman replied, she was the Moabites who came back from Moab with Naomi. So immediately Boaz arrives and there's something about Ruth that stands out without her saying a word. It's her presence, her essence, her spirit is speaking volumes. And then the foreman tells him, she is the Moabites who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She went into the field and has worked steadily from morning until now, except for a short rest in the shelter. So he also tells her about, or tells Boaz, the foreman tells Boaz about Ruth's work ethic, which is also, you guys, like illustrates so much about our integrity and so much about who we are as women and as people. So Boaz said to Ruth, so he finds himself going over to her, my daughter, listen to me, don't go and clean in another field and don't go away from here. Stay here with my servant girls. Watch the field where the man, men are harvesting and follow along after the girls. 
I have told the men not to touch you, and whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars the man have filled. So it's evident from the start that Boaz is, is feeling pulled to, in a sense, provide and protect Ruth. At this, she bowed down with her face to the ground, and she explained, exclaimed, Why have I found such favor in your eyes that you notice me a foreigner? <laughs> there's I'm staying at the recycled containers and there's a crew of restaurant workers here working you guys like I know some of you saw that so I had to just stop anyway it made me laugh uh, Boaz replied I've been told about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband how you left your father and mother and your homeland and came to live with a people you did not know before May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Like he, he acknowledges it. He takes time out of his day. He gives her favor and direction, and then he blesses her, you guys. So this is another thing to me that speaks volumes about Boaz that gives clear indicators of what a man of God that's truly following after God's own heart behaves like. So if you compare this to some of the behaviors that you've seen in our world or with men, you'll quickly see, as I quickly started to see years ago, they don't align with his heart or they're not there yet. May I continue to find favor in your eyes, my Lord, she said. You've given me comfort and have spoken kindly to your servant, though I do not have the standing of one of your servant girls. At mealtime, Boaz said to her, come over here, have some bread and dip it in the wine vinegar. So he's continuing to bless her and look after her and feed her. When she sat down with the harvester, he offered her some roasted grain. She ate all she wanted and had some left over. So you guys, this to me also speaks volumes because there was more than enough. So many times we are focused on lack, on what there isn't instead of realizing that God is a God of more than enough. Jehovah Jireh screams, I will provide. As she got up to glean, Boaz gave orders to his men. Even if she gathers among the sheaves, don't embarrass her. So he's saying in effect, even if she goes to the place that isn't the normal or she doesn't know how to glean, do not embarrass her. So he's also protecting her heart. Like years ago when I read this, I didn't fully comprehend that or recognize that. And the more I started to dive into the book of Ruth, the more it started to bless me. And he says, rather pull out some stocks for her from the bundles and leave them for her to pick up and don't rebuke her. So it's also the way that he's training the people around him to respect her and to speak to her and to communicate with her is astonishing it's amazing so Ruth, Ruth gleaned in the field until evening then she threshed the barley she had gathered and it amounted to about an ephah which means according to the bible it's probably about a three-fifths of a bushel she carried it back to town and her mother-in-law saw how much she had gathered Ruth also brought out and gave her what she had left over after she had eaten enough so she brought home the the leftovers from the barley and then she also brought out her leftovers from her meal. 
Her mother-in-law asked her, where did you glean today? Where did you work? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. So she immediately recognizes the blessing. Then Ruth told her mother-in-law about the one whose place she had been working. The name of the man I worked with today is Boaz, she says. She said, the Lord bless him, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law. He has not showing his, stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead. She added, that man is our close relative. He is one of our kinsmen redeemers. So Ruth learns even more about him. Then Ruth the Moabites said, he even said to me, stay with my workers until they finish harvesting all my grain. Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, it will be good for you, my daughter, to go with his girls because in someone else's field, you might be harmed. So she echoes what Boaz had already told Ruth earlier. So Ruth stayed close to the servant girls of Boaz to glean until the barley and wheat harvest were finished. And she lived with her mother-in-law. So a lot has happened in chapter two. And at the same time, we're forced to focus on the present. Like, I don't know about you friends. I don't know how long a barley harvest is or a wheat harvest. I mean, sure, I can go Google it, but I imagine it takes some time. And I imagine the work on a daily basis is very, very similar. And you're laser focused in on the present to do what is in front of you, what your hands can find and be faithful and present. But at the same time, What's happened so far in chapter one and two shows us that God is up to something and shows us that the story is just beginning for Ruth and for Naomi. Because look how much has happened from chapter one into chapter two. They've literally moved to a different land. Ruth is literally doing a different profession. Naomi is around her friends, like so much has changed. So many times we get so caught up on where we want to go that we won't recognize and realize the evidence that's right in front of our eyes and in our hearts of how much has changed and how much has progressed and how much God has done in our lives. Like that's something when I was doing my prayer time this morning, I went and sat this beautiful Japanese garden. I was reminding myself and I felt like the Holy Spirit was reminding me look at how much has happened. Yes, this is painful. Yes, this is hard, but don't put your focus here. Philippians 4, 8 tells us, focus on what is pure, lovely, just, and praiseworthy. So comment down below, you guys, on what you got from chapter two in the book of Ruth, and stay tuned for chapter three coming up. Chats on faith, wellness, money, marketing, business, and travel, so you create a life and business already head on over to the blog the podcast and the freebies to jumpstart your transformation if you're ready to dive into the online courses the live events or the retreat and if you want to create with our community on an even deeper level definitely check out our internships our influencer collaborations management and brand engagement Let's create it.